The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. This is the opening of Paul's letter and then his prayer for those Colossian Christians. Paul wrote, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the holy and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of the truth, the gospel that has come to you all over the world that this gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's truth, God's grace in all its truth. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the, salve, into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. My dear friends in Christ, the Apostle Paul was thankful for his fellow Christians at Colossae, and, and well, for that matter, he was thankful for his fellow Christians all over the world, but thinking about those Christians at Colossae, being thankful for them, Paul said, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Paul was praying that they would grow in their knowledge of the gospel, in their knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, that God would fill them up with that knowledge. And he wanted God to give them so much of that knowledge, so much of the gospel, that they would never run out of the gospel and the gospel being really the fuel that powered them and powered us in our Christian faith, in our Christian lives. Oh, thinking about the gospel being that fuel. Have you ever run out of gas when you were driving your car? Oh, recently gas prices have gone down a little bit, but they're still way too high. But 
when gas prices are high, that's a time when maybe our gas tanks, the gauges in our car, run closer to that empty line just because of the prices being as high as they are. Oh, I can remember a number of years ago, I seemed to have a little bit more of a problem with wanting to have my gas gauge run at that empty line and even ran out of gas because of that, well, quite a while ago, because I played with that empty line too much. And really, that's a very, very foolish thing to do, especially since there are gas stations all around the place and, and it isn't that difficult to fill up a gas fill up your car with gas. But the dangerous thing thinking about here is people sometimes play around with that empty line regarding their spiritual gas tank. And now that's really the height of foolishness, especially when it is so easy for us to be filled up with the Word of God, with the Gospel, the fuel that powers our faith. Oh, I often refer to this. It was probably about 45 years ago. There was a time when our country was being plagued by an apparent fuel shortage, gas shortage, and there was a time when one of my uncles was heading from South Dakota to Michigan to visit my grandparents, all the rest of us, the family getting together there in Saginaw. And my uncle, he was so concerned about possibly running out of gas and not being able to find fuel at a gas station that he would stop at most any gas station just to get whatever fuel he could to keep him going. And, well, the story always goes that he stopped at one occasion to get 17 cents of gas. Today, 17 cents of gas would hardly be a pull quick on the trigger. But 17 cents of gas, oh, that we would all be just as concerned as my uncle was about getting gas in his car, as we would be about making sure to get the gospel, spiritual fuel, into our spiritual gas tanks. And well, as Paul prayed for the Colossians, so we'll want to pray for one another. Pray that we grow in our knowledge of the gospel so that our spiritual gas tanks are not on empty or not running on fumes, but are, are filled with God's grace and love. Well, Paul prayed that those Colossians, that they would grow in their knowledge of the gospel because he was, because he said, God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The dominion of darkness that Paul's talking about here is what both of the thieves who were crucified with Jesus were facing when first they were crucified with Jesus there on Mount Calvary. But then what happened is, of course, the Word of God worked on that one thief, on the one thief, and then our Lord, well, our Lord graciously rescued him from the dominion of darkness and moved him to say, 
Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And well, when Jesus responded to him, I tell you the truth, today you'll be with me in paradise. Then that thief, even though he was dying a most terrible death by crucifixion, he was rescued from the dominion of darkness. He knew that he was so richly blessed. His eternal existence had totally been changed around in that moment when, when the Holy Spirit worked on his heart, gave him faith, gave him knowledge of the gospel, knowledge of Jesus Christ, his Savior. And that's exactly what the Lord has done for each one of us when he calls us to faith, when he makes us believing children of God. He's rescued us from the dominion of darkness, from the hell that we deserved because of our sin, so that, like that thief, well, think of what he had to go through. Like that thief, think of what we have to go through in this life with its problems and troubles. We have those problems and troubles and we know that they're going to continue and maybe they're gonna get worse. That's not to be a pessimist, that's just, we live in a sinful world, but even so, you and I are so richly blessed because we have Jesus. Or maybe we should say because Jesus has us. So let's pray that we grow in the knowledge of the gospel, that everyone would grow in the knowledge of the gospel so we know how richly blessed we are in Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us Jesus to be our Savior, and thank you for giving us our fellow Christians. Build up our faith so that we are doing everything we can to encourage and support one another. As we do what we can to encourage and support one another, let's pray that we all keep growing in our knowledge of the gospel so we know how blessed we are in Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.